everybody and welcome to Women Who Write. I am Storm Young, the author of The Pen Pal, which is coming out December 7th and you can currently buy the pre-order on Amazon. I am Rachel. I am sort of in the chaotic stage of writing a book where I don't really know what's going on, but I'm getting there. Um, hi, I'm Sarah. I am currently not really writing anything other than just ideas. So we're all just sort of in different stages. <laughs> Which is great. I still don't understand how it's a Bones Day because it just does not feel like a Bones Day. It definitely doesn't at all. But at least we're getting on track slowly. Slowly. We only did this one time very chaotically and then I had a panic attack because I couldn't find the audio and then I found it and we decided to start over. So it's a process. It's a process of the Bones Day. Yes. So since I have my book coming out first, I'll go ahead and tell you guys a little bit about it. That sound good? Sounds good with me. Good with me too. I didn't want to be the first one to talk. Oh. <laughs> so my book, The Pen Pal, A West Virginia Mystery, is going to be coming out December 7th. And I'm very excited about it, if you guys can't tell. Um, so it follows the story of Shiloh Ray. She is a military wife, new mother, and she is suffering from postpartum depression. And she is living in rural Alaska, which does not help at all because there's pure darkness all the time in the winter months. And it's terrible. <laughs> um, so she ends up reaching out to a pen pal group on Facebook. And she gets matched with a girl named Penelope Young from New Martinsville, West Virginia, which is based in actually our hometown, all three of us. Um, and so she ends up talking to Penelope and they become best friends over time because they are both social outcasts. Shiloh pretty much lives at home, doesn't do anything with her life because she is of postpartum depression and doesn't want to do anything. I have been there. I understand. Um, and then Penelope is a CEO of her own company and her husband's a businessman and people aren't used to that kind of success in their hometown. So she is not like the normal person, you know. So they end up bonding over that and being mothers and they become best friends and they talk for months on end until one day the letters just stop. And so Shiloh is wondering what she did wrong and what she can do to like fix this. But with the rules of the pen pal group, they weren't able to share socials or phone numbers or anything like that. So she ends up flying across the country to West Virginia to figure out what happened to her friend. And when she gets there, she finds out that Penelope is actually missing. And that is when the adventure starts. So that's a little bit about my book. <laughs> Which... The little bit that I have read, because I do have the first, um, like, draft in my inbox, um, it's really good. And like I said, the first time we attempted to record this, I'm mad at myself because I haven't finished it, but I'm reading, like, six other books at the same time. So I'm starting to get them all confused, and I've actually started having really weird dreams where all the books kind of mesh together. So, Yeah. Kind of had to take a break from reading any of them. <laughs> Did you guys die? Unfortunately not. Okay. At least one of you is still alive. I was going to say, it's um, hearing you talk about it and then um, hearing kind of just this, like the little inserts of things... Um, some authors choose to do self-inserts, but they usually do with only one character. I find it really interesting that you decided to, like, insert certain parts of your life throughout multiple characters. Not really as a self-insert, but just certain aspects of your life that you can relate to. I think Storm disappeared. 
I think so. Um, oh, no. But... <laughs> oh, she's, like, gone, gone. Oh, no. It'll be okay. We're just going to hope that it was a mistake. Yep. And that she rejoins. Um, but kind of touching on that, while I messaged... Hello? Okay, you're back. I don't know what happened. It's okay. You didn't miss. I mean, Sarah, kind of. Sarah, recap what you said. And okay. we'll hope for the best. If anybody is actually listening to this, um, just bear with us because it's our first episode. And I've used Anchor before, but these two have not. So I apologize. I don't know what happened. I heard Sarah and I thought I replied. But yeah, I definitely did like put pieces of my life in each one of my characters. And that's why I got so emotionally attached to each one of them. So it was really hard to even write it. Um, Like the postpartum depression part, that definitely was about me. And I hate to say it, but it's true. Because I went through most of it alone since I was so far away. And I didn't know how to be like, hey, friends, I'm really sad, you know. So I decided just to kind of put it in a book. And now everybody's been reading it and they're like, why didn't you tell us? And I'm like, I didn't know how. And I don't want any woman to have to go through that alone. So I thought I'd be like, here, here's a character you can relate to because it's practically what I did. I really feel like pulling in the whole mental health thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to call it a thing, but I was like lacking on a better word. kind of like helps push against the like mental health stigma and asking for help or at least like letting your friends know hey I'm not okay like can you check on me or can you talk to me I like it just helps you know say hey it's okay to like text your friend and say I'm sad see and even with you two and I was like best friends with you guys I was like I pretty much ghosted and you guys know that I was like oh See you later. I'm going to suffer alone. And I should have never done that. Like, but I, that's what I did. I know for a while, right after you had A, we talked like every single day for like yeah. two months. And then you just disappeared and you wouldn't text me back and you wouldn't like answer your phone when I called you. Or if I did call you, you only talked for like five minutes. And I feel really bad on my end because I wasn't, like, I knew that you weren't okay, but I didn't know how to say, hey, I know you're not okay. You can talk to me because I didn't want to make you feel worse. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of feel like with the fact that Shiloh reaches out to Penelope and Penelope's like, I get it and connects with her. It kind of might also help like friends realize. Hey, I understand. Yeah something's not going like something's not right or something's like not going the way that it should here's how we can like handle that better and that was my goal and I'm really glad that like you guys are like seeing it that way it makes me feel like it pulled together well I can feel (laughs) I'm sorry I'm glad you guys are going to be able to edit that out, hopefully. If not, uh, I'm sorry. I do have a kid. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can edit it out, but who doesn't love listening to babies babble? I mean, she's not really a baby, but still. She she but, is a baby. She's the baby, but... She's the baby, yeah. Um, but Rachel, tell us about your book, because we know it's coming out, hopefully, within a year or so. <laughs> Hopefully by, my goal is to have everything done and it be out in July. Like I'm giving. Ooh, that's pretty soon. I'm giving myself like, I mean, you did this in like three months. Yeah. But I was on it constantly. <laughs> I had no life writing this book. Um, so. I'm really sorry that you two have to listen to this jumbled mess a second time. Um, trying to think of how to make it not as jumbled, but it's just, it's, it is what it is. So my book is called Outside the Truth. Um, it's also based in small town, West Virginia. 
but it's going to be in a fictional town instead of like based off of our hometown or another town. Um, It is sort of based off a little tiny like fishing community that has like 15 houses in it and nobody that hears this is going to know where it is so I'm not even going to bother. But the main character, I'm still debating on her name, I'm torn between Oakley and Blair. Um, She is a sheriff's deputy in this super tiny town. Her dad is the sheriff. His dad was the sheriff before him. And then his dad's dad was also the sheriff. So it's sort of like the family business. Um, And nobody ever runs against them because they've all done such a good job that when it's election time again, nobody even bothers to run against against them. them. Because it, they just, like, the peace in the little town is just sort of there when right. this family in off it. Um, so the main female character decided to stay in town after she graduated high school because her twin brothers wanted nothing to do with the family farm or running for sheriff eventually. So she knew that it would just die off with her dad if she didn't stay. So she stayed and they don't get like your normal police calls. Like they don't get drug busts. They don't, there are no traffic stops. Hardly anybody ever has an accident, whatever, because it's such a small town. They get calls like there's a hole in my fence and my cattle are out (laughs) or something keeps attacking my chickens in the middle of the night and we can't catch it. We need your help. Like come get this coyote or whatever it is. Um, So things are pretty boring and strangers never come into town. Like even during peak trout fishing season, the people that come into this town to fish have been fishing there for generations. Like it's families that are coming to fish. So instead of being strangers, they're sort of family too. Um, Until one day, This really, like, handsome stranger rolls into town, but he's dark and mysterious, and he just looks like he's bad news. Um, And so the main character is like, okay, the people of the town are concerned. I'm concerned. My dad's concerned because he doesn't look like anybody that's ever been there before, and he doesn't act like he's ever been there before either. Um... She decides that she's going to put her basically non-existent detective skills to work because they hardly ever have anything to investigate. Um, And she's going to try to figure out who this guy is. And her dad keeps warning her, he's bad news. He's bad news. You need to stay away from him. We just need to figure out how to get him out of town. She ends up figuring out why he's there and figuring out that he is not bad news, but bad news is following him. And when bad news gets to town, she gets wrapped up in the middle of it. And her dad and his best friend come in and save the day at the end of the book. Did y'all die again? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yes, I don't know what's been going on. I don't know. It might be my internet connection. I, it's, all, it's all good. Did y'all hear that whole explanation? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure we weren't going to have to start over again. I thought we were going to have to start over again when Storm disappeared. But. I'm glad we got reconnected. But my thing was, I was going to ask. Um, do you know if she's going to decide if she's going to be a cop, like a sheriff, like her dad one day, or is that still like a mystery for us? Well, she's already a sheriff's deputy. Like she, oh, okay. for her dad, uh-huh. but it's kind of up in the air as to whether or not she takes over or if bad news kind of drives her out of town. Ooh, I like that. I, I kind of, I have the opening scene and, like, the ending scene <laughs> in mind, and, like, I keep replaying them. Like, I'll be standing in the shower washing my hair, and I'll just go over it in my head like it's a scene from a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of want to leave it open to where there might be a second book, 
but at the same time, I don't know because I don't know if I'm ever going to write this one all the way hot. <laughs> so, enough about me because I'm boring. Um, Sarah, you're the only English major, so you have to write a lot. <laughs> uh, I know that you said you aren't like currently writing anything, but what are like your drafts or rough ideas that you have like rolling around? Um, I have a few off the top of my head. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring up the concept again. I know you already heard this, but the concept <clears throat> of fan fiction becoming regular fiction through the editing process. Um, that's honestly how most of my writing winds up anymore is it starts fan fiction based because I am terrible at world building. <laughs> um, so the one that I'm currently like outlining because I want to try this is the first time I'm writing something with a plan in mind. It's just getting that plan written down. Um, it takes place in an anime universe, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the basic plot takes place in a world of superhuman abilities. Um, but the main character lacks one of these superhuman abilities and it's just basically them overcoming it and all the discrimination that they would face to do what they actually want to do with their life. I swear it's a lot more interesting than it sounds. <laughs> the fact that they're like lacking something that would like make them better in society, like make them more popular, kind of like pulls in the whole like social justice thing. Like your gender doesn't matter. Your race doesn't matter. Your sexuality doesn't matter. Like, you're still a person and you can still do the damn thing. I mean, it takes place in a world of heroes and villains, so. But still, like, the fact that they're lacking that ability that, like, I, I just kind of feel like, I don't know, that might not be the concept that you were hoping that people would, like, think of when they read it, but that's, hearing it, that's what I thought of, and I like it. I like I mean, that description, too. Yeah, I mean, it's an, like, it, that's a really important theme. Like, the fact that you don't have this ability and someone can simple, like, like their superhuman ability can just be having horns on their head <laughs> and still be considered more than someone who just doesn't have anything that just makes them normal like we are. Um. Oh, there's that awkward silence that we're also good at creating again. <laughs> I had another question about the idea, but then I started listening to you talk about it again and I blanked. I did. <laughs> I do that all the time. It's okay. Um, so. I forget what I was going to say again. I am so bad at this. This is why we need a script or like our own little outlines of what we each want to talk about. Um. Social media. Yes. I know Storm has like her book talk thing going on. And I know. Hold on. We're going to have to take my five seconds. Y'all talk about yours first. Okay. Um, so Storm will talk about her book talk when she um, gets the little one calmed down again. Um, so Sarah, you like cosplay your animes, right? Um, yeah, that's actually how I started coming up with the idea for my book is I wanted to put some of these ideas into, I don't want to say real life because it's not real life, but it helps me kind of during my creative process. Like you kind of become the character that you want to write about. Yep. Like act it out to help figure out how you want things to go. Yep. I'm glad somebody has a creative process because mine is non-existent. I, like I said a little while ago, stand in the shower and pretend it's a movie or a TV show and I play it out in my head. I don't like 
write anything create like I don't like do like the bullet point creatively I don't like try to act it out or anything I just sort of think about it does till it makes sense and then I write it like there's nothing creative (laughs) about my process so I'm glad that Sarah has a creative process I definitely don't at all like I just go with it (laughs) um I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I took creative writing in high school as an English elective. Like, I took it with Sarah. um, Mostly because our favorite English teacher was teaching the class. She's going to listen to this podcast because I'm going to send her the link to it. (laughs) I'm going to hear that and she's going to (laughs) cry. But, like, I remember the, like, starting points that we would, like, go over and discuss and like how to plan out your writing from that class and everything but none of it just stuck with me like I don't have the ability to plan creatively in order to write creatively I just sort of do it and then I hate it and I erase all of it so do you make like a first draft or do you just kind of just send it I just full send (laughs) like drafts what are those what it's, is that it's a hold my beer full send kind of situation <laughs> but i am back we had a little little break there for me but i am back <laughs> so we'll uh, circle back around to our social medias yes sarah talked about her creative process and i talked about my non-existent creative process <laughs> so yeah let's circle back to our social media <laughs> Okay, so my TikTok is Storm Young, now author. It was Book Talk. I changed it last night. Um, and I post about my book a lot and just little skits about books and reading. Um, I also am going to be putting up a form for any authors that want to like join us and be talk and join our chaotic podcast of us not knowing what we're doing and my child interrupting every five seconds and me being a hot mess. If they want to join that, (laughs) they can come on here and talk to us about their book and how it was like to get it published. If they're going to publish it, you know, all that process, NaNoWriMo coming up. I would love to hear about that process with everybody. And I'm going to be doing that tonight and hopefully you guys can like add it to your stuff too. So, you know, we get a variety of people. I'm definitely, like, I made a TikTok um, specifically for my book, but I don't know if I'm actually going to use it or if since I have, like, a bigger following on TikTok, like, it's not huge. It's only 30,000, I think. Only (laughs) (laughs) 30,000. Well, it's, like, that's nothing in comparison to, like, some of the people that have 4.3 million um, but I don't know if I'm just gonna post stuff on that account or if I'm actually gonna try to like get some of my following over to my book talk account, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like promote it until I decide whether or not I'm gonna use it. So just ignore <laughs> it. Um, but I'm probably going to do most of my promoting on TikTok because I don't really know if I want my family to know I'm writing a book until it's done and published. Like your I kind mom's of... so supportive, though. Let me just say I love your mom. Let, let, no, my mom. Okay, so my mom is a librarian <laughs> in a, a grade school. Um, so she loves books. She... <laughs> Um, she's constantly ordering me books that she finds that she likes and that she thinks I'll like and she'll give them to me and she's doing the same thing with my oldest niece who is always buried in a book so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have her be like one of the first people that reads it like my mom isn't gonna know about it but I'm gonna have my oldest niece read it because she's constantly buried in books and she's only 13 but she is so dang smart (laughs) And she probably has a higher reading level than I do. And I had a college reading level in fourth grade. So, (laughs) you know, she, um, but 
my mom is just like I, I she comments on everything that storm posts about her book uh your mom's already read the book the whole thing <laughs> like I I know she has uh, and she's so supportive about it she actually messaged me the other day and she was just like why didn't you tell me storm was writing a book and I was just like I mean you know she is and she was like yeah and I was like I'm sorry mom and I didn't <laughs> tell you you figured it out on your own but I don't know if I want them to know until it's done because I kind of want it to be a surprise. Yeah. Because I am going to base, like, the main female character's dad off of, like, my dad. Aww. So I want him to, like, read it and go, oh, that dude acts like I do. Right. Um... Oh, there's the kid again. It, it makes me so happy to hear her talking in the background, and I hope the people who listen to this feel the same way. Well, she asked me for a cookie, if we're going to be honest, because I need cookies, so we're having a cookie. Give her a cookie for me, since I can't have one. I definitely just did. Uh, <laughs> so, Sarah, you, since your book is anime-ish related, I say ish for copyright reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we talked about it while Storm was sort of on her short break. Um, but your TikTok, promote it, do the thing. Yeah, I haven't exactly decided, um, what account I'll use for it. Will I use my personal, which it meshes with my cosplay, or will I put it on the fanfic rec account? Don't know yet. Do both. Full send it. Yeah, I was going to say full send and do both. You know what? That's valid. That's a good point. Um, and I'm probably not going to do it for this episode since like some of us are like two of us are still up in the air as to how we're going to promote. But when we get that figured out, I will link our TikToks in the show notes so that people can follow our accounts. Ooh, that's fancy. <laughs> I learned that from Morbid because that is the only podcast that I have ever been able to listen to every episode of um, <laughs> because I love Ash and Elena. So I learned show notes from them and that you can actually link things in the show notes. So whether it be fancy or just not commonly known, <laughs> it's a thing. Um. So, do either of you actually know somebody that's published a book? Like, personally know someone that has, like, written and published a book? Uh, the only person I know, like, I don't, I mean, I know her, but I don't know her. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Is Elizabeth Seckman. Yeah, we went to school with her youngest son. Yeah, and um, I didn't really know about her until recently. I got connected through my mother-in-law. And uh, she's like, yeah, like she published a book and she's been like super helpful with everything because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so she's been able to help me a little bit. And um, I told my mother-in-law, all I want for Christmas is a signed copy of one of her books because now to me, she's famous. Like, <laughs> I just think it's so cool that I know somebody who did that. Like, and I feel that way about like anybody who publishes a book. I saw people on TikTok talk about how they don't feel like they're relevant because they self-published to me they're famous because they're, they have a book on the market like yeah like it doesn't matter how you published you wrote a book you did the thing you did the thing <laughs> yeah sarah do you know anybody that's like written and published a book i mean being where i am i know multiple um i also know um one of my former neighbors, I think it, I think it's her daughter-in-law, um, wrote and has published a couple of children's books. Oh, that's cool. Um, obviously, and one of my professors um, writes mostly. All I think all of her published work has been like poetry books. I couldn't imagine having the time to be a professor, write books. And, like, keep up with all of that. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> and I feel like there's always a market for children's books. Like, I know uh, Rachel said she was talking about, like, thinking about doing one. 
I thought about it, but I'm not that creative. Like everybody tells me I should do Ariel and her monster friends because my child makes up all these little pretend monsters that they look like. And I think it would be cool, but I could never draw them. She has a crazy imagination. Um, when make her draw them. Well, don't make her, but like have her <laughs> draw them. Um, like don't force your child to sit down and draw her monster friends. But I think it would be really cool, even though she's like little, to have her like draw her monsters and put that in as the illustrations. That would be cute. I do like that. Adorable. So I kind of forgot that I actually know two people that have published books until Sarah said that one of her professors has. Um, One of my professors was a homicide detective in Baltimore. Um, And he's written, I think, just three books. I actually have them all um, about the cases that he worked Um, and like the process like he told the story of like how the homicides happened and everything like that and um, he is actually also on multiple tv shows he's got his own episode of forensic files (gasps) that's crazy it's uh I think it's in season seven it's called dollars and cents and he's the main investigator on the case so it's really cool to be like yeah he I I know him (laughs) Um, And then one of my dad's friends, they were um, cops together. Um, Steve has actually written several books. He's got a whole series about a cop in the town that he and my dad were cops in. It's fictional, but if you know, like, my dad and Steve and some of the other guys that they were cops with, and you read the books, you can pick bits and pieces out of the main character and match those characteristics to the guys that they worked with. I love that. Like, there's one part that if you know my dad and you've heard his cop stories, if you read it, you'll go, oh, that's Jack. <laughs> like, it's just so blatantly obvious that that part is my dad and I love it. Um, I might actually be able, I don't know if Steve will have time to come in, to like, to come on and talk to us. But I might be able to get him to, like, answer questions and text messages and I can, like, read his responses. So if we come up with some questions for him, I'm almost positive that he would be willing to talk to us, even if it's not, like, verbally. Mm -hmm. You know, I would ask my professor, but she intimidates the heck out of me. (laughs) I would also ask my professor, but he's terrifying. So I'm going to not. <laughs> he's, he's not that he doesn't look that scary. But if you've had him in class. He's terrifying. Like he's not the only man I'm scared of is my dad. <laughs> um, but Ken is kind of a scary man. So I'm just going to not. Mood. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask something else. Like, I had another really good question that I hadn't thought of the first time we tried this, and I just lost it again. Oh, I got one. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, are you guys thinking about traditionally publishing, or are you guys wanting to self-publish? Because I got an offer to traditional publish, and I'll be honest, it was trash. <laughs> um, Like, they wanted so much of my book right? Like, I mean, I understand that's normal, but they wanted a lot, like a big percentage. And then they told me, they're like, we would like to submit this to like people to make it into a TV series. And I was like reading into the contract. They wanted about 60% of all the rights of the book. And I was like, no. You know, I would love to say that's not common, but that is like entirely too common. I know. And that's why I was like self-publishing and that's becoming a lot more common too. (laughs) So I was wondering which one you guys wanted to do. Um, I self-publishing is probably the route that I'll go. Um, now are there like authors that are self-published that like people have still been like, okay, let's make a TV show out of this. Yes. Okay, so that could still happen technically for both of us. 
my book's so short though like I'll be honest since it was my first one I was worried about cost because it is so expensive to self-publish I decided just to go with I think it's 206 pages for my first one no you can have two cookies I gave you two Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That distracted me. I don't know what I was going to say now. Self-publishing. Sarah, would you publish or like traditionally publish or would you, you sort of have more insight into it because you want to go into publishing. Yeah. See, I don't know which route I would want to go. Um, so, in my creative writing class in college here, we had, like, one hour and a half long class dedicated to publishing, and that's it. So, and we kind of talked about the um, pros and cons of publish, of traditional publishing, like going through a publishing house, or self-publishing, and they're both a lot um, I think I would definitely want to at least submit to a publishing house to have that experience. But I am really bad about holding myself responsible, so I don't know if I could self-publish. <laughs> See, that's kind of what I'm concerned about. I don't know if I can hold myself, like, accountable and be responsible enough to self-publish but at the same time I feel like it's something that I kind of want to experience the whole reason why I did it is because I know with like traditionally publishing traditionally publishing traditional publishing let me (laughs) speak right um they don't really push your book if like the first couple weeks like your sales aren't good and like coming from somebody from like a small town nobody knows me I, if I want to be able to say, I did this by myself, or I failed by myself, you know what I mean? I don't want to have that, oh, they didn't help me enough excuse. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And my goal is to sell a thousand books. And I looked online and most uh, self-publishing, self-published books, goodness, I am so sorry. (laughs) Don't sell more than 250 copies, which is a lot. Don't let me lie. That's a lot. But my goal is still a thousand. Like I want to excel over that. How many pre-orders do you have? Currently six, but I've had a lot of people say they want the physical book in front of them to say, oh, I know this person. So I don't know. I pre-ordered the Kindle version but I'm also going to get a physical copy as well because I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> so, I mean. I cried whenever you pre-ordered. <laughs> I'm, my mom will 10 out of 10 order a physical copy of it. Just She asked me, she's like, will you sign it? She's like, I'll pay extra. I was like, girl, you read it already. Like, you already know what's happening. She's like, I don't care. I need the book in front of me. And I was like, I'm not going to make you pay extra for me to sign it. Like, you were there since the beginning. Mm. (laughs) Your mom kills me. I love your mom. I love my mom, too. I also love your mom. I actually need to text her back, but I don't want to close. Like, I don't want to, like, move out of this app because I don't want to screw anything up so she can wait a little bit longer. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'll text you back in a minute. Like, you'll listen eventually, I'm sure. But. Oh, no. Storm just disappeared again. I was going to say, oh, no. We lost Storm again. Um, It'll be okay. We'll see if she pops back in. And if she doesn't, then I'll figure out a way to wrap us up. Oh, there oh. she Thank goodness. Um. I got a phone call. Anytime I get a phone call, that's what's been going on. Oh, well, at least we know now. Um, well, my sister-in-law is calling, and I, I if you were to listen to this, I'm sorry I ignored you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I blanked again. Somebody else come up with something to just make this a little bit longer. <laughs> um, tell me your guys' favorite book series.
Like, what is your all-time favorite one? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um... I I do not know how to answer that question. I love the Game of Thrones. I was looking at it because I was organizing my bookshelf while we're doing this, and I just love it. And I couldn't imagine writing that much. You Have you guys, like, just held a physical copy of Game of Thrones? I have, like, the first three books, so yeah. It's a brick. <laughs> they are. They're bricks. My brother bought me, like, the first three or four of them and I have yet to finish them (laughs) my brother decided to like push me to read these books when I was like 10 11 and he did the same thing with the Lord of the Rings series so I could just never get into them because they weren't what my 10 11 year old brain wanted but I feel like I'm not the only one that hasn't read those yet (laughs) so I feel like if I actually like I read like the first couple of chapters of the first Game of Thrones book but I and like I read the I read the Hobbit. I feel like if I actually sat down and reread the Hobbit, I could actually get into the Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, if I picked up a Game of Thrones book, I could actually get into it since I'm older now. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna be that basic girl and say probably the Hunger Games series or the Divergent series. Oh, I love them both so good. Yeah. So good. Um, those were just both really easy to get lost in main character land. Have you read the new, um, Hunger Games book? It's like, what, The Songbird or something like that? Not. Oh, Snakes and Songbirds. That's what it is. Oh my goodness. I am telling you, if she wrote a whole series about President Snow, and I know it's very controversial because people already know, like, how he ends up. He's, like, terrible. It is so good. <laughs> I would read them all. Um, I need to order it and read it, but I haven't gotten there yet. I'm in a big kick of random crime novels, like fictional crime novels on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> um, Sarah, what's your favorite series? You know, the more I think about it, I'm not sure that I have a favorite series. I, I really don't know if I like. Ha- I mean, okay, I'm going to be basic. I'm going to be similar to Rachel and say it. Um, I did go through a really big, like, divergent phase. <laughs> I, I never finished them. And I'm really mad at myself now. I also went through a huge Twilight stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could never get into the Twilight books. <gasps> I have. <laughs> okay, I have the new one that she released that's from Edward Perspective. And I'm hoping I can at least get into that. <laughs> um, I have two, and I haven't read it yet. It's just been sitting on my shelf. Yeah, I feel that. It, mine's sitting at my parents'. Then again, I can't tell you the last time I picked up a physical book that I didn't have to read for a class. Um, I actually, so. I have Hocus Pocus. And I know it won't take me very long to finish it. So I'm kind of waiting until like two days before Halloween. Because it's Hocus Pocus. I thought about getting it. And then I'm like, do I need it though? I have so many books on my shelf that I have not read. <laughs> I found it in Target last summer when I was there with my sister-in-law, and it was 20% off. So I was like, hmm, ooh, <laughs> we're going to get this. She actually found it and showed it to me. She was like, don't you like Hocus Pocus? And I was like, give it to me. I was like, give it to me right now. Any books that are on sale, I'm really bad about being like, oh, it's on sale. I'll read it eventually, even if I don't like the genre. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, do you guys like nonfiction books too? Some. I have one that's like a Betty White interview thing that she did. And then I have a Dolly Parton one and I'm in love with them. But there's others I'm like, this is hard to get through. 
Sarah? See, yes and no. I have um, the new John Green book, which is nonfiction. I cannot remember what the what it's called. And I started reading it, and I actually got really into it. And that's basically as far as my nonfiction will go right now. So I feel <laughs> like that's all. Like it's like half of my reading for school was nonfiction things, <laughs> and I just don't enjoy those. <laughs> um. I am really blanking on the title of one of them, but Joe Kenda has written two books. He was a homicide detective in Colorado Springs. Um, one of them's called I Will Find You. Ooh. And the other one, I forget what the other one is called, but I read the one of them. And even though I watched his like entire TV show, which is called Homicide Hunter, um, and the cases that he talked about in that book were ca- all cases that were on the show. I still read the book anyway. And I I know I sent you guys screenshots of some of the uh, pages and how, like, how he worded stuff and just, like, the way he described isn't really the word that I want to use, but how he described some of the things. And I know it cracked all of us up. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, whatever you send me screenshots <laughs> of is something I want to read. Um, yeah. It, but, I mean, and kind of the way that he wrote that one almost makes it seem like it's fiction. Like, it's a fictional homicide detective talking about stuff, but it was actually his life. Really? Yeah. But, I'm sort of blanking on else because we didn't really prep for this as much as we should have (laughs) I mean I feel like we're pretty good I feel like we are too yeah I feel like after you get that like author form filled out for people to like join us yeah yeah to join us to talk about their books um and maybe we can script the next episode for next week. Do we want to do it every week? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm free every week. I mean, I should be good. I'm free every Wednesday for the foreseeable future anyway. Same, same. So we'll do Wednesdays? Um, I mean, Wednesdays are good with me. They're also good with me. As long as it's not Monday, we're fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm gonna edit this and do the thing, and we'll see everybody next Wednesday. And I promise next Wednesday we'll be a little bit more organized and hopefully a little less chaotic. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. It's us. It's, It's still going to be chaotic, but it's going to be an organized chaotic podcast. Yes. And hopefully next week I can get everything hooked up on my laptop and we can, I can go live on TikTok so everybody can watch it there too. So everybody can join the magic. <laughs> yes, that would be great too. Um, I'm going to put the email address that I used for the account in the show notes. So if anybody has any like questions about how we're writing our books or like in Sarah's case how she just has some drafts and like rough ideas like her creative progress or progress oh my goodness her creative (laughs) process or questions for Storm about how she's gone about self-publishing you can send those in to the email that will be in the show notes and we will answer those next week Or if you just have any questions that you want us to answer in general, even just about us. Yeah. You want to know more about who we are? Um, Oh, that's what we forgot. So we introduced ourselves this go around, but I don't think we told everybody how we know one another. Um, We met in preschool 19 years ago. We're old. Now I feel old, even though I'm, like, a month, like, half a month away from being 22. 
I still feel kind of old now that I've said that we've known one another since like three. <laughs> um, and we are all from the same small West Virginia town. Uh, Storm kind of disappeared for a lot of those 19 years and then <laughs> our junior year of high school and our choir class. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we, we know you. Yeah, I think I looked at you, Rachel. I was like, "Is I'm like she looks familiar? That that name sounds familiar, Rachel." Yeah, it and- was so odd. I was like, "I know these people, but how do I know these people?" And then I just had the guts to ask you what preschool you went to, and you confirmed, and we were like, "Oh," and everybody else was like, "Oh," <laughs> and then I think I texted my mom, and my mom was like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, she's still around? Like it she was made just, it? <laughs> it was just this huge O moment because even though you were one county away, we hadn't heard of you or from you. I, I like disappeared. Like I lived off grid. Like it's no joke. Like if you know where I lived, I lived very far out. I didn't do anything. Like go anywhere. So whenever I saw you guys, it was like a big sigh of relief that I knew somebody at the new school. I was like, oh thank God. Like <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's just a glimpse into our very chaotic lives that we will probably share more of as we progress through this. Y'all, we got to fix that awkward silence. You know, awkward silence is my trademark. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should change the name of the podcast to Awkward Silence. Awkward Silence and Aerial Interrupts. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go ahead and I think hop off and work on editing. All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you next. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us again next week. <laughs>